Welcome to Making Connections News. I'm your host, Mimi Pickering. This episode shares the comments, both pro and con, that members of the public delivered to the Bureau of Prisons regarding siting a prison in Letcher County, Kentucky. In September, the Bureau of Prisons announced that it was reviving a plan to build and operate a federal correctional institution and prison camp in the county. Plans for a prison originated in 2006 when Congress authorized a study for a high-security facility which was eventually approved for a site in Roxana in 2018. However, in 2019, that plan was withdrawn. Now the Bureau of Prisons is proposing a medium-security prison and work camp and began the process of creating a draft environmental impact statement with a public meeting on November 17th at Letcher County Central High School. 150 people signed in and another 54 were attending by way of the internet. Comments have been lightly edited. It should be noted that all speakers received applause from the audience, but that has been edited out for time's sake. Good evening and welcome to today's public scoping meeting. My name is Kimberly Hudson, and I'm a site selection specialist with the Federal Bureau of Prisons. I'm here to conduct a public scoping meeting concerning a proposal to develop a new federal correctional institution and prison camp in Letcher County, and the draft environmental impact statement to be, pre- to be prepared in compliance with the National Environmental Policy Act. The purpose of today's scoping meeting is to provide current information concerning a proposal to develop a new federal correctional institution and prison camp, to solicit public comments and input concerning the proposed action and prior to, prepar- to the preparation of the draft environmental impact statement, also known as an EIS, and to ensure compliance with the National Environmental Policy Act, commonly referred to as NEPA, and other applicable laws, regulations, and executive orders. At this time, I'd like to introduce Bob Nardi to discuss the proposed project and the NEPA process. Thank you, Kimberly. Thanks, everybody, for coming this evening. For those that don't know, the Federal Bureau of Prisons has been around since 1930. And they were established with a mission to protect society by by, uh, confining offenders in the controlled environments of prisons and community-based facilities that are safe, humane, cost-efficient, appropriately secure, and more importantly, provide work and other opportunities for offenders to become law-abiding citizens. When you run a large organization for that long a period of time, you face many, many challenges virtually on a daily basis. And among those challenges, and and a good part of the reason for being here tonight, involves the growing number of federal correctional facilities that were designed and constructed 50 to 100 years ago. Facilities of that age and era are costly to maintain and operate. They typically don't conform to contemporary design standards and design practices and lack modern mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and other technologies that newer facilities provide. For example, the United States Penitentiary in Leavenworth, Kansas was constructed in 1906. There is uniform agreement that that facility needs to be replaced And this time, the Bureau of Prisons is moving forward with plans to develop a replacement on the same property in Leavenworth that will be more efficient to maintain and operate, will reflect contemporary design and construction practices, and be equipped with all the modern systems that a facility like that will need. 
equally important, though, new facilities designed to improve the living and working conditions of both the inmates and the staff, and by doing so, is shown to have a positive effect on institution operation, safety, and security. As you heard from Kimberly, at this time, the Bureau of Prisons is proposing to construct a federal correction institution and a federal prison camp in Letcher County. The objectives of doing so are to meet the need for modern correctional facilities and infrastructure, accommodate a portion of the inmate population, and address the need for modern facilities within this mid-Atlantic region of the country. It's important to point out the proposal to develop this facility has its origins in 2006. It was at that time that Congress directed the Bureau of Prisons to undertake the investigations necessary to develop a new high-security correctional facility in Letcher County. So this goes back quite a long ways. You heard Kimberly mention NEPA, or the National Environmental Policy Act, which became law 50 years, over 50 years ago, and governs the, the, the meeting we have this evening and the work we're going to be doing going forward. At the time NEPA was passed, it was intended to increase the public's awareness of the environment, encourage the public to play an active role in protecting the environment, require federal agencies such as the Bureau of Prisons to consider how actions such as developing a new correctional facility would infect the environment, and to account for those impacts in its decision-making process. NEPA also requires the public be provided with opportunities to offer their input and provide comments prior to undertaking preparation of the EIS, and that's the main purpose of the meeting this evening. Many of you are aware, and have been following this project for many years, starting with that 2006 directive. Uh, I was here in 2008 to conduct a study of some of the potential development sites. The first draft EIS was published in 2015, and that was for a high-security penitentiary and a prison camp. That same year, a final EIS was prepared that incorporated all the comments that the public and others had about the project. At that time, the Roxana site was identified as the preferred location for the facility. A revised final EIS was published in 2016. A draft and final supplemental EISs were published in 2017. 2018, the site was formally uh, approved and accepted by the Bureau of Prisons, and they signed what is known as a record of decision, which is the essentially the decision document at the end of the NEPA process. However, in 2019, the acting director of the Bureau withdrew the record of decision in order to evaluate new information that had been received. But throughout this time, the 2006 directive from Congress to the Bureau to develop a new correctional facility in Electric County remains in effect. And since 2019, the Bureau has been evaluating its current and future needs and determined that housing medium security inmates in the future supersedes the need to house high security inmates. With that, the new facilities that are proposed this evening are to accommodate a combined total of 1,408 beds between the two facilities. But the design, construction, and operation of a high security facility differs sufficiently from a medium security facility for the Bureau to want to take another look at the property and the pro properties and the project to see what those additional or change, change environmental impacts could be. And therefore, uh, we're here to kick off the environmental impact statement process again. What's working in our favor is the fact that a tremendous amount of information has already been gathered about the potential sites, Letcher County as a whole, and southeastern Kentucky. 
which would make doing this environmental impact statement uh, go a bit quicker by the fact that we're supplementing, verifying, updating information as opposed to starting from scratch. The scope of our efforts in preparing the new draft EIS include explaining the purpose of the report, the regulations including NEPA, under which the EIS process is being conducted, describing the purpose and need for this project in our report, uh, and, 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 the, and the need for a new modern correctional facility to house medium security inmates in the Mid-Atlantic region. What are some of the alternatives to the project, including not building it at all? Uh, most, of the pro most of the document is going to be devoted to uh, explaining, updating, and identifying the conditions in and around the proposed project site, Heights and Electric County. What are the impacts of building the facility on those locations? Uh, and to gather information from other federal agencies, state agencies, local agencies, stakeholders, and the public. The sites that were considered in the previous environmental impact statement are being carried over into this new environmental impact statement. So there are new, no new sites that have been identified that are going to be considered at this time. If you've seen the previous report, you know that they address such topics as topography, geology, soils, hydrology, biology, cultural resources, traffic, water, sewer, gas and power infrastructure, air quality, noise, public services, and the effect on the economy, among other topics. Also included in the document will be be addressed will be environmental justice, which is intended to assure that the Bureau identifies and addresses any adverse human health or environmental impacts of the project on, that may disproportionately affect minority or low-income populations. If the proposed project results in potential adverse impacts, measures to minimize, reduce, or eliminate those impacts will also be proposed, and the individuals responsible for its preparation will be identified. While we look forward to the public's input, ultimately the Bureau of Prisons is responsible for determining the scope of the project and the draft EIS in accordance with federal laws and regulations. Of those in attendance, the first speaker is Elwood Cornette. Please use the microphone in the middle to state and spell your name and share your comments that way. My name is Elwood Cornette and I am co-chair of the Letcher County Planning Commission. And I'm here to express uh, support for the correctional facility that you're talking about. Our Congressman Hal Rogers and Senator Mitch McConnell have worked diligently to bring this thing thus far. Also, our Planning Commission has worked very hard and diligently as well as several others to come as far as we have. Would mention that both Hal and Mitch, in their wisdom, uh, that they have secured the money for uh, this effort and that by law, that money is designated for a, a federal prison in Letcher County. This project is more than a building. We are talking about hundreds of federal jobs in Letcher County. 
hundreds with a very good pay scale, great benefits, and an early retirement. We are glad that the focus has changed from a high security penitentiary to a uh, correctional institution that I think meets our heart better than anything else. We feel that there is overwhelming support for this project in Letcher County. Ben Gish, our Mountain Eagle editor, has said to me more than once that he thinks that 95% of the citizens of Letcher County support this project. We thank those that support it and uh, uh, we have put a terrible amount of work and time and money into this and I have put I think thousands of hours and what we want is federal jobs for our people of Letcher County. Thank you. I'm Terry Adams, Letcher County Judge Executive, and I wanted to welcome you guys back to Letcher County. Um, the Planning Commission has put lots of time into this project, and um, I am in full support of this project, and the people in Letcher County needs this type of facility for our folks to work at. I want to thank uh, Congressman Rogers and Senator McConnell for their efforts in Eastern Kentucky and Letcher County. Uh, we do appreciate you all being here. Elwood, appreciate all the work that you've done for our county. Thank you all very much. My name is Carol Smith, C-A-R-R-O-L-L -L, Smith, S-M-I-T-H. And I would like to speak in support of this project I know that Elwood and Sandy Hogg and several others have worked for several years to bring jobs to Letcher County. And I think this is the opportunity that we need. We've lost a lot of coal jobs and the recent floods and the building sites, the scarcity of building sites is going to make people have to move away and I don't want people to move away. I've got my granddaughter graduated two years ago. I've got three grandsons in this high school and four more grandchildren in Cowan Elementary and I don't want them to have to graduate from school and leave Letcher County. I'm 73 years old and I've lived here all my life except for six years that I was in the Navy. And I want my children and grandchildren to be able to stay here and to work and to have the opportunity of federal good paying jobs like I had a lot of points to make and Elwood took them all away from me, but to be able to stay home and have a good job and not have to go to my my family has went to detroit to fairborn ohio all over the world to get jobs 
And this effort to keep jobs here, I think, is what we need to do. Now, we, we've tried to get a lot of industry in here, and anything we get is going to have a downside. But this uh, prison is going to provide a lot of good paying jobs with job security, with benefits, and it's going to allow our people to stay home and not have to leave. And I would like to say that I support it 100%. Uh, and anything that I can do, I'll be glad to help with it. My name is Terrence Ray. I'm coming to speak about my opposition to this project. I was part of a group about six years ago called the Ledger Governance Project that opposed this prison on the grounds that we felt we were being misled, that the jobs weren't going to materialize. There is plenty of evidence, if you look at other communities, that what happens is the Bureau of Prisons says that X amount of jobs will be created. And that is true, but a lot of those jobs will be filled by people not from here. We felt at the time, and I think we still feel this way, that that money could be better spent some other way. You can say that it's inevitable, that it has to be spent by law, that it's allocated, but that's false. They make it look like it's inevitable, that it has to be spent one way. But prisons are a political choice. Every, all the reasons we're here tonight are political. Prisons are built by political decisions. Money is allocated by political decisions. And so I guess we have to ask ourselves, is that the kind of political choice we want to make? It's a lot of money. It probably could fill some pockets around here and help out. But I also think that if we are passionate about our community, and seeing it through this difficult time, we need to be asking for money for other projects. And I don't think this prison is the best way to realize that. There are environmental reasons I could list that I uh, think are concerning, especially if they go with the Roxana site, it is close to Lily Cornet Woods and the old growth forest you know, which is a rare resource in this part of the world. Um, but I also want to point out, there was an article in the New York Times a few months ago about a prison in Susanville, California. And you can look this up. It's called, What Happens When a Prison Town Closes? Prisons close. It's not true that they're recession-proof or that they're going to be around forever. And I think if we are passionate about our community, then I think we need to be asking these long-term questions because what just happened to us with this flood demonstrates what can happen without long-term planning and, and without long-term investment in our future and our jobs. This may look like a solution that will solve a lot of problems, and it might. It's, it's possible that it might. I don't know. I can't read the future. But I do know that 
if we ask for certain things and band together in, in, in doing that, I think that we can get those things. And I, I think this is a false choice. So. Hello, Angie Hatton, A-N-G-I-E-H-A-T-T-O-N. And I speak in support of the prison, but also with, with caution um, about certain things. Um, I, I certainly hope that the area adjacent to Lily Cornet Woods will be handled very carefully. It's a treasure to us here um, and certainly does need to be protected. But overall, this prison is going to be something that will help us to fight the population decline in this area since the loss of the, the coal industry jobs and um, that was the main part of our economy here. So we know that this will help. And not only in creating jobs, but also the support um, businesses that will spring up around it. A feasibility, was, a feasibility study was done to um, determine whether we could get a hotel here, a Holiday Inn Express, a Hampton Inn, something like that. And what we learned was that we do not have the population to support it. We don't have the um, activities to support it, like concerts and events and competitions. And we can't get those sorts of things until we get a hotel. And so a prison was um, designated as one of those things that might make us have enough population with folks coming in to work, to build it, to um, visit folks there, um, to that the prison would actually help us get a hotel. It also will be a really important way that we might get an airport here. Um, they go hand in hand. I'm told that we're, we're next in line for an airport, but can't prove that we need it yet. So this might be a really good way to show that we need it. And then with an airport, we have all sorts of other opportunities for economic development. And finally, I'll say that the new um, purpose, the not maximum security and the, um, uh, the rehabilitation focus is something that I can live with um, as a citizen here a whole lot more easily than I could live with the idea of a maximum security prison. This is designed to be correctional. I'm hoping there's a lot of rehabilitation component to that and that it is something we can all feel much better about than not only the type of people we bring for maximum security, but then also the, um, the overall um, goal of the facility. And if it's more correctional and more rehabil really rehabilitational, we know that that is a better way to um, deal with folks who have broken laws. So thank you for your time. Robert Lewis, I'm coming in 100% support for this project. It's not a perfect solution but it would be a stimulus for our area. Please um, <clears throat> show our support for any possible jobs and construction possibilities for our county, especially after losing folks moving out of here after the flooding, not, in, not counting the cold jobs we've lost. This prison would provide federal jobs with very good pay and great insurance that would be used at our local clinics and hospitals. Workers would secure housing, mostly in Letcher County, and most of their families would attend Letcher County schools helping to ensure our teachers and staff keeping their jobs secure. Especially after losing population after the flood, any families moving into or working in Letcher County would be a positive, not a negative, tax-paying jobs that will shop, eat, buy fuel, et cetera, and uh, mostly in Letcher County. Who would oppose that? Even if at first not one Letcher County person was hired, 
our county would still realize the benefits I've mentioned. As the initial employees retire, then trained Letcher County employees would find jobs at the prison. It adds a larger tax base for the county, but make a new airport, like Angie said, even more needed. There is much more positive to get into prison here than any small negatives. Another thing, the money allocated for this federal prison cannot be spent, for example, a drug treatment or rehabilitation center in our county, no matter how much we would rather have the big money spent on maybe some other wishes. It would be crazy to turn down anything that would provide any jobs and stimulus for our county, especially now after suffering from the flooding. Everyone that wants progress for our county should come out and support this prison project. And by tonight's turnout, it looks like a lot of them did. I know our college here and our high school and our vocational school will create uh, training, maybe uh, criminal justice training, criminal training, to uh, work in the prison system. So as these initial employees retired, I assume they know hire local people to fill their spots. But 100%, and I'm for doing other things in the county as well, if we can get funding for that, but I know this funding has to be used just for this. Thank you. Uh, Mitch Whitaker, uh, I'm here tonight to oppose the prison. Uh, I just think that uh, our, our county needs more than the prison. And being a neighbor of the property, uh, three generations of Whitakers have been um, on, on the proposed piece of property. And I know back in the 80s, uh, this property was mountaintop removal. A lot of folks know that that means the top of the mountain was cut off and the coal was extracted from it. What I'm not sure the FOP is sure of is not only was the top took off, it was also taken down 200 more feet. That's the equivalent of a 20-story building. The coal was pulled out. It was all filled back in. This was all done under the clean air exemptions. They were allowed to do this to destroy the land, and it was supposed to be reclaimed back to grasslands and wildlife habitat. I know in the 80s, before the 80s, we didn't have uh, deers and turkeys around here like we do. It was through the efforts of um, coming back into this property, putting, planting these grasses and these trees, um, actually bringing deers in here. This piece of property is finally back to what it was before it was damaged before. So I just hope that the uh, uh, Federal Bureau of Prisons uh, can um, look maybe somewhere else besides here uh, for this. Uh, I think our people deserve um, uh, uh, more than this. I feel like with a prison, once that fence is put around there, uh, I'm not going to be able to go in there. My other neighbors here, they're not going to be able to use this piece of property. It will actually be cordoned off, and none of us will ever be able to stand up there again. I thank you all for your time tonight. Hey, my name is Jeffrey Justice. I come to you today in support of this project. I'm the uh, recently hired Economic Development Director for Letcher County, and I know what this type of catalyst can do. We do not have a lot to sell in Eastern Kentucky. We have seen 12 to 14% population decline over the last 10 years in the last census cycle. 
population decline before that, we were the fastest declining population in the state of Kentucky. A catalyst project like this would maybe not reverse that trend. That's a pretty significant trend, but it would help plant the seed and show further investors what can be done on some of these mountaintop removal sites, how we can utilize this property for a positive purpose and put people to work in a positive way that we can contribute to the economy in eastern Kentucky. Um, so far I've read over the years narrative after narrative in national publications about how we're the welfare capital of the world and I can't argue that. That very well may be true. But we don't want to be. So we're doing something to change it and 17 plus years of work through the Letcher County Planning Commission definitely shows that plans that are being developed now in a comprehensive plan for Letcher County's future economy and adventure tourism and outdoor recreation shows that we can both honor the environment in which we all love and enjoy and also wrote pieces off for development for jobs. So for that reason, I stand in full support on behalf of economic development in Ledger County. Thank you all. Hi, um, my name is Rebecca Holmes, um, and I'm here because I strongly oppose this prison development plan, but I'm not speaking as myself tonight. I'm here to read a statement from someone who's actually currently incarcerated in Wallens Ridge State Prison over in Virginia. Um, their name is Jacob Schaus, and th they've been incarcerated since their teen years and are now in their 30s. Um, my name is Jacob. Anyone that wants to get in touch with me, politics, associates, economics, philosophy, etc., feel free. I'm open to discourse with anyone, it doesn't matter. I'm just here to build and share and learn from others and tell people some things that are about prison. I've been here for 32.5 years to pull for robbery and still have a following commission of a robbery. And I've been here for 22 years and 15 years in solitary confinement. State prison, basically for having mental illness and not being able to cope with being locked in a cell for 24 hours a day. I started hurting myself, swallowing things, cutting myself, anything to get out of that cell in hopes to either kill myself or live in a hospital where I would be treated better than I was in a prison. And it's a sad reality, but it's the truth. I'm not ashamed of it, and I'm, you know, I'm regretful for some of it. Here it's difficult when you have family and friends that you would like to communicate with. They make it next to impossible to talk to them, to visit with anyone in your family. Your family usually lives two, four, or five hundred miles away. So you only get like an hour visitation when they do, when they are able to come see you. It's very, very difficult to trying to keep your head above water and stay positive and focus on something and not get caught up in the whole, you know, prisoner versus prisoner conflicts that usually take control of most of our lives. Stuff in here tends to make it where it's like the consequences are to demonstrate the severity of protest and that, <clears throat> so it usually falls back into petty squabbles that could otherwise be resolved with just intellectual discourse or some form of rehabilitation or communications, but it's just so difficult. And the best thing that we have out there is the people that support us, the people that stick their necks out to record what we say, to reproduce our writings and publish things and just get the word out that things are not easy in here and we need as much help as we can get. The food is horrible, you can't eat it. Phone calls are expensive, emails are expensive, and commissary is expensive, so we help and we thank everyone for it. It means to the world to us, if you all have friends and families that are incarcerated, please stay in touch with them and reach out to some of them and support them. It's hard, it's hard for all of us. 
I know that y'all don't get their credit charges there for the work you're doing. It's very much appreciated. We're all scared of the bars of incarceration, whether you're on this side or that side of the fence. Building the prison is not going to be anything. It's not going to accomplish much. Like I said, you can create three, four, five hundred jobs, but you're incarcerating several thousand. So not to mention that are people from poor and rundown communities or places that are strung out with drugs or what have you, more people than should have ever, ever been, incar been are incarcerated. It's tearing families apart, destroying communities and overheads, and like <clears throat> there are places where they had a football field, a TV, a football school, a factory, or anything to create jobs, not something that's just going to incarcerate more people. The United States has close to 5 million people incarcerated. We have one of the world's largest prison populations and only a fraction of the world's population. And it's very sad. Anything that I can do to help, I'm always willing to. I'm open to suggestions, but <clears throat> I can write a little bit. But more than anything, if you already know that you'll out and be in the world out there and without what a lot of us are in prison and federal, it's pretty much all I have to say. So I apologize. That was a transcription, so some of the wording got a little garbled, but I think the point is very clear. Prison is devastating to thousands, millions of people in this country. As a therapist myself, I can say that mass incarceration is a public mental health crisis, and I do not want to bring more of that to this community. Thank you. My name's Ada Smith. I'm also uh, opposing this facility. I personally believe that uh, other federal sites could be an answer to what the Biden administration currently believes is overpopulation in the medium and low security prisons. Um, I am curious about the BOP considering an alternative around um, other federal property that has been attained uh, versus taking more property from people that live in this community. Um, and I think one other piece to me that um, is a really hard point um, is that uh, I know that this is the option that's been given to us. I understand the work that's been put into it. I understand um, that many people in our community are already traveling a far away to work at uh, federal prisons and could be employed by the one here if it's built closer. Um, and I want those folks to have federal good jobs too. Um, it's just so confusing to me while for instance, in Louisville, 17 years ago, the Department of Justice built a new DEA facility, the first time that they had, had expanded the DEA in this country in 20 years. We have people here that can work as officers for the DEA for any other world. We have a college at Pikeville that's working on criminal justice. I just really personally do not understand why this is the only federal project presented to us especially when it's got a half a billion dollar price tag. That's just to build the dang thing. <laughs> On top of that, our tax dollars, everyone in this room's tax dollars go to making sure the thousand plus people that will be incarcerated there are, are, are there every year, right? Over $60,000 a year to incarcerate one person of my tax dollars, your tax dollars, everyone in this room. But I believe we can do something different with a half a billion dollars in a Coalfield County that was just impacted by a thousand year flood. And I believe we have a lot more that's needed than um, this prison. So I firmly hope and, and am asking you all within these environmental impact surveys to talk about what an alternative can be, which sometimes means not building it. You have to answer that within your environmental impact statement. So thank you so much for your time and I appreciate it.
My name is Danielle Smoot, and I'm the Communications Director for Congressman Hal Rogers, and I'm here tonight to read a statement on behalf of Congressman Rogers. Congressman Rogers says, I am pleased that the BOP is revisiting construction options for a modernized and efficient facility in Ledger County. I have worked to secure and protect funding for this project since 2006, and with more than 300 jobs on the line. It's a battle worth fighting in a region where jobs are desperately needed. From day one, the Letcher County Planning Commission has advocated for this project because we have seen the positive impact that federal correctional institutions have had in Clay, Martin, and McCreary counties, boosting the tax base and strengthening our local workforce, not only in those three counties, but the surrounding counties. The BOP has updated the scope of the project to address overcrowding, and I, Congressman Rogers, will continue to support their efforts through my work in Congress. And I would like to also add to that that Congressman Rogers has secured approximately $500 million in federal funding in the fiscal 2016 and 2017 appropriations bills for the Bureau of Prisons to construct a, construct, to construct a correctional facility in Ledger County. The funding is still available in the Bureau of Prisons budget for construction to address the modernization needs and overcrowding. And we thank you all for being here. We thank you all for being here and for your time tonight. Uh, my name is Randy Wilson. It's, it's good to see friends and neighbors here. I've been in this region for a very long time. I would like to, people to think a little bit about, I, I, I appreciate the work I, I just, uh, that they put in on it. I just wish we would go in a different direction, really. Uh, we've. Um, We've had a very traumatic flood, and uh, it's just uh, uh, people need houses, and we're going to build a prison. I, I just, I'm not quite understanding the logic around that. Uh, people are looking for higher ground, and, uh, uh, and prison is going to be built on higher ground. And I, I think also you need to be thinking about the construction of a prison on one of these mountaintop removal sites. I've been to uh, many buildings, big buildings in the, in the region, and they've uh, subsided, cracked, and have uh, constructional issues with building on those sites. So it, be very careful about that. Um, I also think of uh, the many studies that have been made about people uh, who are wardens or guards in prisons uh, and associated with domestic violence. Uh, it, uh, it's often a very toxic environment, as the young woman just read from someone who's been incarcerated, and that bleeds into the community uh, and uh, gets into situations in families that, are that makes it very toxic for them. So, um, like others, uh, all this planning, I just wish we had gone in a different direction all these years. I, I know you've worked hard, but uh, it just seems in a trauma like this, in a, in a flood, in the conditions, uh, it seems like people need to be employed uh, in lumber industry, in building houses, in construction, and in things. Uh, there, there's money out there. That, uh, I know one person 
in this community we raised a million dollars through the Department of Agriculture and uh, is doing uh, work with children, uh, providing them in the arts and after school programs and, all, and those kind of things. And so there's money to be had for leadership who's willing to look for it. So uh, I would uh, caution, uh, if you're desperate, desperate uh, means lead to desperate ends. So if people are desperate for any job, uh, it could lead to desperate ends. So I would caution people. I, I would, I would hope that uh, we look in a different direction. Howdy. Howdy. I'm Mike Hall. Welcome to Letcher County. What kept you? I'm a lifelong resident here, except for education and and being a former state trooper assigned to another county. I also happen to own some property on a hollow called Tolson Creek. Tolson Creek is a north run, running creek that goes into Kings Creek and it lies between this prison site and Whitaker Branch where Lily Cornet Wood is located. I've heard comments about contamination and stuff. I'm going to tell you, water don't run uphill here no more than it does anywhere else. And Lily Cornet Woods is on the watershed of Line Fork, and, th and this prison site is on the watershed of Kings Creek. The two don't mix. One does not affect the other. I've been at this about 20 years. Uh, I've worked with the commission and uh, under the uh, leadership of Elwood Cornet and Don Childers, we have fairly met every question that's been raised. We have overcome every hurdle that's been put in front of us. The money is there, the Bureau of Prison needs the prison, and we in Lester County needs the job, so build it. Thank you. Artie Ann Bates, A-R-T-I-E-A-N-N-B-A-T-E-S. And I wanted to talk about the human aspect of these jobs. If you're going to send your son or daughter, husband or wife, brother, sister, neighbor, into a prison to work, I think it's important to know what they may be exposed to. And um, <clears throat> so I went to the... Uh, um, Justice Department's website and looked up the medium security facility in Manchester because I thought that would be closer to what we were talking about here as a proposal. And if we look at this category called prohibited acts, that means stuff that inmates did that they weren't supposed to do that broke the rules and what the consequences were. And in the Manchester prison, or facility, medium security facility, in 2019, there were 607 uh, reported prohibited acts, and those are put on different categories, um, low level, medium severity, high severity, and the greatest severity. And so of those 607 that were done, 338 were considered moderate severity. And moderate means things like indecent exposure. So I just want you to, I just want you to visualize that the person who works in the prison, I'm not saying they should or shouldn't, I'm just saying there's a reality that goes deeper than the payday or the retirement. 
moderate severity of which there were 338. That's basically 28 a month, almost one a day that the prison staff would be exposed to. Indecent exposure, refusal to work, refusal to obey an order, failure to perform work, making a false statement or lying to a staff member, counterfeit forgery, participation in unauthorized meeting, presence in an unauthorized area, failure to follow safety or sanitation regulations, gambling, use of equipment and machinery without permission, destruction, damage of property less than $100 or less, communication of gang affiliation, circulation of a petition. The high severity level, there were 109 of those in a year. That's roughly nine per month that the staff, the, the corrections officers, have to deal with. And the high severity level included things like escaping from a non-secure confinement area, but coming back within four hours. And again, these are from Department of Justice website on the Manchester. Some other aspects of high security level violations were fighting, threat of bodily harm, extortion, blackmail, engaging in sexual acts, making sexual proposals or threats, wearing a disguise or a mask, possession of an unauthorized locking device or lock pick, destruction, damage, or alteration of a locking mechanism. And 109 per year in 2019, that's roughly nine of those incidents per month. Interesting to me was that there were actually more events on the greatest severity level. There were 160 at the Manchester Medium Security Facility in 2019. And that then computes to roughly 13 of these episodes a month, or about one every other day. And on that level, it is acts that include murder, assault or armed assault, escape, arson that poses a threat to life or bodily harm or furthers a riot or escape, possession or manufacture of a firearm or other dangerous instrument that can be used as a weapon, rioting or encouraging others to riot, taking hostages, refusal to take part in drug testing, uh, introduction, manufacture, possession, or use of narcotics or alcohol or paraphernalia, sexual assault by force or threat of force, interference with staff members' performance of their duties. So I just want to make sure we're aware of what our loved ones who will work in any level of a federal facility are going to be exposed to, because otherwise, I don't think we understand the level of trauma and danger that they experience. Because when you put people behind locked doors, the people who have the keys become the targets of the people who don't have keys. I'm a psychiatrist. I've worked in prisons. I've worked in psychiatric facilities with locked doors. And I'm aware that there's a different psychology when we lock people up. Whether they deserve it or not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying once it happens. There's a prison culture, and that's evidenced by prison language. I also want to say briefly, and I'm about done, if you mention economic development from prisons that in McCreary County, Clay County, and Martin County, those prisons have been there anywhere from 18 to 25 years, and those three counties have significantly high poverty rates, higher than Letcher County, higher than the state. So. I'm not finding, maybe I'm wrong, I'm not finding that there's been tremendous economic growth in those situations. 
we've already got some problems in our own backyard. The Letcher County Jail is at 200% capacity. They have 54 beds, they have 109 prisoners. The pay for those workers is pretty low, like less than 20,000 a year. And I just wonder if we could do something to help our own people in our own backyard before we before we bust in more prisoners and build more facilities. Thank you. My name's Johnny Turner. Uh, I'm the state senator for Ledger County, and I'll start out by saying that uh, I was born and raised down just the other side of the line at Pine Mountain Settlement School. I'm a little older than some, and have the history of being able to tell you when the coal industry went down in the 50s, watched it after the Korean War stopped, the 60s when there was nobody mining, the 70s, and you're gonna hear later why I'm speaking that way. I'm good friends with Hal Rogers and Mitch McConnell, have been before they were both even elected. Uh, served in the house with J Jamie Comers and a number of all the individuals that helped fund this stuff in uh, Washington. And uh, all this federal funding will need state funding. And that will be going through the position I am in for the next two years. Uh, and look forward to working with everybody to hope to get this thing moving forward. My experience uh, goes back to the 70s when I was in law school and I worked at the Federal Correction Institution and understand some of the things this young lady just spoke about. As a lawyer, I've been in about every state and federal facility in this, not all the federals, but the state facilities in the state of Kentucky. Visiting prisoners understand that. But in my belief that will have no impact on the employees that work in this facility. The people in Letcher County that will get them jobs are good, hard working, probably a lot of coal mine experienced, and we would be the best thing for those prisoners that they're going to bring in here. Those prisoners in Clay County and all these counties, Macquarie, they're not from Macquarie County, Clay County. They're federal prisoners are brought here. So the people from Letcher County that are employed are going to be a benefit to them to help them learn that there's another life. And I'm old enough to say that because I served in the Army as a medic and worked with a psychiatrist a good bit at the time. Saw where a young GI shot his boy, his friend accidentally, who had been smoking pot. And we had to treat him, put him in a wall where he couldn't hurt himself. So I've had a lot of experience, not just as medic, I've been practicing law for 44 years, went inside these prisons, represented murderers, people charged with murder. So I've had that kind of experience. I know a lot of the guys that went to work over in the prison in Virginia. Now they've got a law school over there next to close to that prison now. And I'm sure my good friend, Miss Hatton, can probably tell you, we just got the statistical information for Eastern Kentucky, and if we don't create jobs here, you're not going to have anybody living here. And the statistical information for the next 10 years is not like the 60s when I and all my brothers, I had eight brothers, six of us went to Indiana, Illinois to go to work. Everybody did. All of our families moved to Dayton, Chicago, Indianapolis, everywhere. Well, you're going to lose all your people here if we don't create jobs. And we're competing here in Kentucky with that big battery factory out there in Bowling Green that's creating 500 or 1,000 jobs. 
And the only way we can do it, since we've been coal operated for all these years, and us old people have seen it go up and down, know, and that's what my good friends Hal and Mitch know, that we need to create other job activity. This will bring jobs. And I don't worry like about what she's feared of, that it'll fall out on the community. Good people don't become criminals, okay? They just don't. And it's going to be good people who's going to be working there. I mean, I've been representing them criminals too many times in my lifetime, hundreds and thousands of them. So we need to give this some good consideration, and I will help all I can to help. We will probably statewide create training facilities close to this community if that's what they need to train the employees that's going to be working there. So that will give more jobs. And believe in my heart, this will be the best benefit and it'll start our growth. We got to create other jobs other than coal jobs. As I said at a meeting the other day, I was told by a corporation a long time ago, if you'll do wide 119, the Daniel Boone Parkway and the uh, northern, that parkway that's coming from Winchester Dam, you'll get jobs in here, but they won't be coal jobs. So this, in my opinion, will be a job that will benefit this start right here in Letcher County, and it'll spread. Good evening. My name is Amelia Kirby. I, um, I grew up in Wise County, just over the mountain, um, where Red Onion and Wallens Ridge prisons are. And I watched as the people that I grew up with, who would have gone in the mines, became COs. And I know not just from what I saw in my community and my friends, my family, but from research that's happened all over the country, that divorce and domestic violence and addiction all go up in places that use prisons for jobs. It's not just the consequences for people who work in those prisons. The economic benefits of prisons are vastly overstated, overpromised. It's, you can look in eastern Kentucky, you can look at McCreary County, Clay County, Martin County, all have federal prisons, all are in the poorest counties in Kentucky, some of them in the poorest counties in the, in the whole country. But you can look, you know, not just Kentucky, all over the place. Every rural community that builds a prison does not see the economic benefit that we're promised. And they see a lot of consequences that hurt the communities those prisons are built in. I want to um, respectfully disagree with the gentleman who said that we don't have very much to sell here in the mountains. We are a very blessed region in so, so many ways. And I don't believe that prisons are the best answer for this place and for our community, for our future here. Um, I'm opposed to the prison. I'm Don Childers. I think we're missing the point here. Bill Wood Cornett and I and the committee that we work with, we've been working on this for about six or seven years. And Hal Rogers has a, had this money appropriated for us. Now we're talking like this money would be wasted and it could be used for something else. That's not so. If we don't want the money, it goes back to Congress. And there's about 20 other representatives like Hal Rogers from 20 other states waiting for the money. It's not that much of a free gratis. So that's the main point you need to consider. And there's been a lot of work put into this by trying to get the money. We're not going to get General Motors to come in here. You're not going to get to any other industry of any type. So we have to, to work with something that was, was compatible with, with what we can handle ourselves. 
And for us to ignore the fact that we've got money in our hands and we want to, and that we don't want to use it, and we uh, we think that it's uh, everybody don't approve of a prison unless somebody appears in your backyard and shoots you shoots your windows out in the back of your house. You, you then you want something done about it. Uh, that's what it's all about, and that's what I want to tell you. If you want this money to, to go back, Hal will get it, but Hal won't have it once it gets back to to Washington, it, it, it'll be distributed in some other state because you can't, when money is appropriated and sent to to us uh, with a designation behind it, that's what it's got to be used for, right? You can't get the money down there and then spend it the way you want to. So you just got one decision to make. You either want to want the, you want to, to do what this thing is planned for or let somebody else have it. That's all I had to say. I just want to make sure everybody understands. As the meeting was ending, Elwood Cornett of the Letcher County Planning Commission asked to speak again. Several of you have said, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Why don't we do something else? I don't disagree with that. We don't need a pig in a poke, but Come up with an idea, something to aim for, and we'll help you. The Electoral County Planning Commission has worked diligently on this thing. We are just, we want this. Let's get it. After that, come up with your idea, help us, work with us. We'll fight for that just like we have for this. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes the Bureau of Prisons scoping meeting held at Letcher County Central High School on November 17th. Comments from the meeting as well as written statements will be used to inform the draft environmental impact statement. Information about the proposed prison is available on the web at www.proposed-fci-letchercountyky.com. That's www.proposed-fci-letchercountyky.com. The public comment period closed on November 30th, but there will be more public meetings and opportunities to comment as the Bureau of Prisons presents various drafts. For Making Connections News and WMMT, this is Mimi Pickering. Thank you for listening to Mountain Community Radio.